0: This is It's Like Bowling, where I debunk myths, dispel rumors, and offer dating tips to help people of a certain age find connection, companionship, and their own version of romance. My name is Anne. After a 15-year marriage, dating was as scary to me as a zombie apocalypse. How would I meet people? Who pays on a date? Was I ready to see a stranger's middle-aged body? (sighs) A woman has her needs. I figured it's like bowling. You can't score until you get a ball in your hands. So I used the dating apps, went to singles mixers, and had countless first dates. Now I'm sharing my hard-earned knowledge to help you get back on that horse and ride into the sunset. What you do with the horse after that is totally up to you. I don't judge. Welcome to It's Like Bowling. Are you tired of not meeting the right people? Have you met too many people? Are you just bored with looking at Faces and profiles on different dating apps? If any of these things are true, you might consider taking a break from dating. Before I learned to kind of just relax and enjoy a date, I used to find them exhausting. I'd talk to a guy a couple times online, I'd maybe had uh, one or two phone conversations with them, sometimes long conversations. I'd be excited about meeting them and then I'd go and I'd meet them and I'd come back and I'd think, hmm, well, I don't need to do that again for another six months. Now, part of that is just, you know, the discomfort of starting something new. And even though people say discomfort is how you know that you are growing, sometimes you don't care that you're growing. You might even think you're too old for this stuff. In my case, there'd be times when I'd think, no, I'm just going to soldier through this and I'd go on a few dates in a row. And by the end of it, I still came back home and said, you know, I think I don't need to do that for another six months or so. When I persisted, it's because I thought dating was something I ought to be doing. That thought was wrong. Nobody says I have to date. There's no law that says I have to date. There's no biological priority that says I have to date. Well, there is a well, there is a biological reason for, that I wanted to date, but it has nothing to do with a clock or egg depletion because I was not planning to have a baby after I got divorced. But the thing is, it wasn't just the actual act of going on a date. It was also the work of being on dating apps, uh, meeting people, feeling like in the beginning that, wow, that person could really be a a match, somebody I'd like to spend some time with. And then meeting them in person and they were just a dud or worse. I was a dud because I was burned out. I wasn't at my best. And it's tiring also to do something that you feel like you're not good at, or you don't know what the rules are, or you don't know what the end goal really is. You see, that's the reason I tell you to figure out what your purpose for dating is when it's hard. It helps if you can look at the reason that you're out there. And your purpose can be just to learn to date. I think that's a fantastic purpose. Or to learn to enjoy dating. Or just to figure out whether you want to date or not. Those are all legitimate purposes. But when you get to the point that you're feeling burned out, Because you're tired of looking at profiles, you're tired of getting your hopes up, you're tired of being contacted by people who you just don't think are suitable or attractive or interesting, then that's a time that you should consider taking a break. Think of it like weight training. You do a few reps and then you take some rest. You need the reps and the rest to make a set. In this case, maybe you have a few dates and then you take a little break. As a former personal trainer, I'm here to tell you that it's the rest periods where your muscles develop, where you gain your strength, where you grow. And rest isn't only between sets. It's also different days of the week. So you have certain days where you actually work out your muscles and certain days that you take off for recovery. And believe me, when you start dating again, unless you are always just a natural at it, there's days when you're going to just need to take some time to yourself. And recover. And I suggest highly that you do that. Rest and recovery is not only physical, it's also mental and emotional. While you're on your rest period, give yourself a little post mortem. Think about how your dates went. Did you enjoy yourself? What did you enjoy? Were you comfortable on the date? Was it because of the person you were with? Or was it because of your own anxiety? If you had anxiety, Try to pinpoint the source, the cause, and try to be better prepared the next time you go out. Now, you might decide while you're on this recovery period that maybe you just don't want to date, either for a few weeks, a few months, or maybe not even ever. You get to make that decision any time you like. Knowing that is freeing. You remember that you are actually in control here. Some people come to realize they're just too busy to date. And that's fair. And that's good. Because none of us wants to get involved with someone who's too busy for a relationship. So that's another thing to consider. Do you have time and space in your life for a relationship? I think a key part of meeting somebody that you think you match with is not only how attracted you are to them, you might be very attracted to them. But are you willing to make space for them in your life? Because relationships take space. They take work. They take time. And if you've already gotten burned out on dating before you meet that person who might be a good fit for you, you won't recognize them when they show up. So take those breaks. One thing I like to do with a dating app, and my dating app of choice I think I said in the past has mostly been Match.com. And I have not been paid for an endorsement. And I'm not endorsing them. I'm just telling you what my experience has been. But I would buy a month or three months. Every once in a while, I'd do six months. And within that span of time, I would meet as many people as seemed feasible. And sometimes it would lead to a relationship and sometimes it wouldn't. And then after that time is up, then I would just be on a break. And until I felt like I had space in my life to date again or had the desire to date again, then I would just stay off the app. One thing I'd do just to prove to myself that there were some potential people out there is I would do what I call window shop. And that means I would go on as a non-paid member. Sometimes I wouldn't even make my profile visible. And I would just put in search criteria to see what was out there. And I would also do this about the time that I was ready to get on the app again just to see if there were any people that I might want to go out with that were in my area because I had decided I really didn't want to do the long-distance thing again. If there's no one that interests you, that window shopping can save you a lot of time and effort and money if you're on an app that's paid. Now, some apps won't allow you to do that. eHarmony comes to mind in particular. But for those where you can just go on the app and see what's out there, window shopping might make you feel a little more confident about going on the app again because you see that there is more than one possible match for you. There is danger in thinking that there's only one person for everyone or that you have to find your soulmate because that is kind of like looking for the proverbial needle in a haystack. There's probably a lot of people that would be suitable matches for you if you have criteria that make sense to you where you're emphasizing the things that are most important to having a successful relationship. Another reason to take a break is when you start to feel overwhelmed. Maybe the problem isn't that you're not finding good matches. Maybe the problem is you're finding too many. Now, I know I said last week that I recommend that people be on more than one dating app. But you need to consider if doing something like that is consistent with your values and your personality. If dating more than one person or being on more than one app at a time makes you feel like you're juggling and you don't like juggling, then don't do it. If you feel like, especially when you first start in a dating app, you're getting a lot of attention and you feel rude or that you are somehow disappointing people if you don't reach out to everyone who tries to contact you or shows interest in you, it could become a stressful situation. You are not obligated to contact the people who contact you. They're just letting you know that they're interested in you. If you're not interested in them and you reach out to them, you may be making matters more complicated than is necessary. Several of the times that I'd restarted my membership on Match.com, there was this man who would get in touch with me right away. And for probably three cycles, I just ignored him because I wasn't really attracted to him from his profile pictures and he sounded like he might be interesting to talk to but I thought he might be more of someone that would be in the friend space. So finally the last time I went on I had contacted a few people and not heard back from them so I thought what the heck he's been persistent. Don't we all want to be wooed? So I got in touch with him. We traded messages. He was out of town when we first Um, texted each other and he was coming back into town and he wanted to have a date and I was fine with that. But he wanted to do like an all day date and he was going to plan the day out, which would be fine, except that I don't know him. We hadn't even had a phone conversation. So I suggested rather than do that, we have a coffee date, which is my normal preference. I said, in case that we find out we don't click in person and that upset him. And he sent me this message about how, if I'm not sure what I want, then I shouldn't be on the app and that he had already made up his mind that he liked me and that should be enough. We did not go out and I blocked him. Not that I expected to hear from him again, but it's like, why bother? Um, And I didn't want him to show up in my searches because Obviously, what he thought mattered that more to him than what I thought, which is perfectly logical and understandable. But when you're trying to start a relationship with someone, you have to be concerned with what the other person thinks and wants. I felt like he didn't give any credence to my concern. He basically just dismissed it. And I'm thinking if he's dismissing something on a first meeting, then how could I develop a friendship with someone or a relationship with someone, any kind of romantic connection to someone who's already demonstrated that they really don't care how I feel if it interferes with what they want? It would have been easier if I had just continued ignoring him. And I take full responsibility for that interaction because I knew I wasn't really interested in him. I think that was one of the times when I was trying to broaden my horizons a little bit because there was maybe a couple of things we had in common. And I was trying not to be so hung up on physical attraction. But physical attraction is important to me and that's going to stay on my list. So I shouldn't feel bad and you shouldn't feel bad either if something is important to you. And it's the reason that you aren't interested in someone or a group of someone's. Maybe the break you need is from responding to everyone who shows interest in you. And if dating multiple people or being on multiple dating sites is making you anxious, uneasy, fretful, or just tired, then take a break from that too. I think one of the reasons that some of us don't take breaks is because our friends seem to be invested in our romantic life. I find this to be especially true for our married friends. They want to know, who are you dating lately? I have a friend. Actually, it's the husband of a friend. Well, they're both friends. And when I go to visit them, the husband always asks me, who are you dating? And He'll be the first one to say that I don't give uh, guys a fair chance. And sometimes he's right. But one time he told me in front of his wife that I didn't have a man because I didn't want one. Otherwise, I'd have one. And his wife was appalled uh, on my behalf. And I I sat back and I thought, you know what? I think you're right. Maybe I don't want one. And there are going to be times when you don't want a partner, you don't want a friend, you don't want a relationship. And maybe those are times where you should be taking a break and working on yourself. Even if there are people who seem a little bit invested in your romantic life because they want to see you happy. And one time when I wasn't dating anyone, I asked this man who I love dearly, and I think he's a very sweet person, why it mattered to him if I was dating. And he said, because you're a good woman, Anne, and I think you should have a good man. And he didn't put any judgments on me. He just told the truth. That's all I need from a friend. I also think after you've been in a relationship for a while and then you become single again, you have in the back of your head that you can't find anybody. And people tend to be harder on women about that than men. Take Halle Berry, one of the most beautiful actresses in the world. And I remember seeing a headline in a magazine that said, Why can't Halle Berry keep a man? As though that's how we should assess her value as a human being. They don't say those things about people like Leonardo DiCaprio, who I don't believe has ever been married and seems to get a new model every year. And he has the right to do that. But so do you. So don't let other people's judgment or the possibility of other people's judgment about whether you do a lot of first dates or you're in a relationship have anything to do with how you set up your romantic life and whether or not you take a break. No matter what you do, you're not going to please everybody. So work on pleasing yourself. After you've had your break, assessed what you're looking for in a potential match, and figured out the things you need to about yourself in order to make dating enjoyable again? Write those things down. Put them somewhere to remind yourself of what you needed and what you gained by taking a break. Because you may need another break, and it may be sooner rather than later, and that's okay. You need to figure out your own pacing for dating. Do you want to go out with a new person every week? Do you want to do 30 dates in 30 days? Whatever it is, try not to recreate the circumstances that had you feeling burnt out or anxious or just plain tired of dating the first go-round. Maybe you only want to go on one date a month. Maybe that's all you have space for in your life. And maybe you realize you actually don't have the space or the time or the will to build a relationship right now. Does that change your purpose in dating? Did you think you were looking for a life partner, but really you're just looking for somebody to have some fun with? There's nothing wrong with that. Try to let go of other people's opinions of how your dating life should go. Try to let go of the old expectations that had you on the hamster wheel of dating apps and serial dates. Try to let go of any preconceived notions that have you locked in to a s- structure that doesn't give you the opportunity to meet the people you want to meet, to explore and have fun. And take some time just to window shop on different apps. Try to find an app that works for you. Or maybe what you're finding is apps don't work for you and that you're better off joining groups that have hobbies and interests in common with what you want to do. Maybe you're looking for somebody to travel with and a travel group would be a better way for you to meet a partner than a dating app. Either way, remember, there's no law that says you have to date. There's no biological imperative for most of us in our middle ages. So dating should be a fun activity. And if it's not, and if you're not getting what you want out of it, then maybe seek out the help of a dating coach or a therapist, whatever best meets your needs. I hope that something in this conversation was helpful for you. I hope that you give yourself permission to take a break from dating or to double down on dating if that's what works best for you. In any case, this is our last episode this season. We're going to take a break, assess how the podcast is doing, and if we're serving our community well enough to warrant a second season. So contact us on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook at bowling for Two. And let us know if you want a second season. And we hope you'll continue to share your tips, advice, and your wisdom on the It's Like Bowling Facebook page. Happy dating. Please subscribe or follow It's Like Bowling. We're building a community here that supports each other. So become part of our league and share the podcast with others who want practical dating advice. If you have questions, stories, or tips to share, please reach out on Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest at Bowling for Two. And remember, you can't score until you get the ball in your hand.